Welcome to the Visible Entrepreneur Podcast Season Five. I'm your host, Michelle Lewis, founder of Visibility Vixen. I've spent years studying color psychology, branding, visibility, and publicity, all geared to help you hit your goals faster than anyone else. I'm a TEDx speaker, Amazon best-selling author, and have helped thousands of entrepreneurs worldwide with their visual presence. I'm going to be going even deeper than I've ever gone before. I'm going to be sharing what's working, what isn't, what I'm struggling with, how I'm growing my business personally, and a lot of things in this industry that I think are simply untrue. My goal is to help you blow up your brand in the best way to attract your ideal audience subconsciously. If you're ready for growth, go to visibilityvixen.com to get started today. In the meantime, let's dive into today's episode. And if you think this is a topic that a biz bestie or a friend of yours or even a relative would love, do me a favor, forward it to them, and let's dive into this episode. Hey there, and welcome back to the Visible Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, I thought it would be fun to go back in time a little bit, especially since I'm having a couple problems with my webcam, so I'm not able to blur my background. So you are seeing my office that has pretty much color cure all over it. So since that's what you're seeing, I thought let's talk about color psychology. It's been a couple of episodes and especially with the amount of clients that I'm onboarding and doing this process with, I thought it would be really helpful for you. A lot of people are feeling like, hey, it's spring. I really want to have a fresh look to my site or bring in a little bit more intentionality with color. And I feel like I'm one of the perfect people to help you because uh, I do so much more than just branding, just web design, just customer journey building, just sales processes, because I have studied color psychology so in depth. If you have not grabbed my book, Color Secrets yet, please do so. You can find it on my page at colorcured.com, or you can go to Amazon and pretty much get it any way that you would like to receive it, whether it's audio or text or on your iPad or whatever. I'd love for you to give it a read because it will help open your eyes to how important color psychology is in day-to-day life, history, behavior, science, spirituality, um, nature, just everywhere. It is all around us all the time. And yet we're not taught in our businesses how to utilize color psychology. And it doesn't make sense to me because they have done reports that show that visuals alone account for up to 93% of a sale. So I'm like, I don't understand. (laughs) Why wasn't I taught this? We are sold courses on building the right messaging in our website, our email sequences, our sales funnels, all the stuff that we've been talking about on this show. But no one talks about color. And that is literally my mission is to get this to be more mainstream. Literally, just so you'll know, I have been creating boxes and sending them to the biggest people in our industry, like uh, Amy Porterfield, like Jenna Kutcher, like Marie Forleo, like Russell Brunson, because I want them to see this. Now, whether or not they respond to it, I don't know. I haven't heard yet. It's been a couple of weeks. I'm sure it'll take a while to get from the team's hands to their hands if it will ever get there. So if you have a connection, please help me with this because I feel like too many businesses self-punish because maybe they launch and they don't get the reception as someone else who just launched. And sometimes the difference just boils down to color. 
That's what I noticed for myself. That's what I noticed for my clients. And that's why I'm so passionate about this. Okay. Longest intro ever. I'm sorry. I just had to get that off my chest because it's something that has been fresh on my mind. So we're going to start talking about revving up your brand presence. What's the best way to do that? I think that it should be color because nine times out of 10, when we design our brand, it's usually either our favorite color or it's something that we just threw up there to pass us by and we just have not gone back to it. Or it is something that another branding expert did that no longer resonates with you. The biggest thing that you can do to fully enhance your written message is to have that be reflected in your colors. It is proven over and over again about how specific color palettes in your brand can enhance brand recognition. Otherwise, companies like Starbucks and McDonald's and Taco Bell and T-Mobile wouldn't put such a focus on it, right? It can create a very strong emotional connection with your customer, and it helps differentiate your brand, especially if your industry is saturated with a certain color that's equated to your industry. This is a great time to choose a different color to support an intention. For example, you might want to connotate royalty in your brand for whatever you're selling. I don't know, something luxurious, but maybe the industry is saturated with purple. Well, in most parts of the world, especially all up and down Asia, royalty is more associated with orange. So that would be something that would work all over the world that you could utilize instead. So remember, 93% of a sale is attributed to color choice alone. So we have to remember that even if we have the best message in the world, which I'm sure you do, if it's not backed up by colors that will help someone physically, emotionally, or mentally resonate, it's not going to convert as high as it can. That's the big difference here. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about your primary and secondary colors. It's really important to focus on this because these are the two colors that you're going to be utilizing most visually. This is what people are going to see when they come to your site, when they come to your social media, when they go through your funnels, when you are on camera. These are the colors that you're going to be pulling on, pulling from. <clears throat> so a primary color is the dominant color that represents how we want our ideal client to feel the first time they see us online. This is a visual representation of being able to satisfy that emotional, mental, or physical need. So it's really important to know, okay, what's my primary color? What does it mean? And what is the first emotion I want someone to feel when they come to my site? This might be connection, trust, focus, joy, passion, um, a spiritual connection, all these different attributes can be specifically narrowed down to one color. So that's why we need to pay attention and focus on this. Our secondary color is the visual cue of how we support them along the journey of working with us. Now, there's other technicalities that you can find from past episodes, like where you need to be on the color wheel and tonal color harmony and balance. We don't have time to talk about that today. I really wanted to get back into figuring out your primary and your secondary colors. Because if you're struggling with your visual brand identity, chances are you have not been taught how to do this work correctly. It's all about how you feel and an expression of yourself. And I'm sorry to tell you, it of course can collide with that, but it's really about your ideal clients and bringing them along the journey, right? 
Then when it comes to the exact shade or hue or tone of the color, then that's where your personality can come in based on your color analysis. But I have found that usually when there is a lack of connection, it's because color psychology has not been brought into the equation. And I know it works because I've worked with so many different clients that have, you know, six figure, seven figure, eight figure businesses, and this makes such a difference. So why do we need to have a primary and secondary color in our branding? Michelle, I run an agency or I do copywriting or I, you know, have a uh, herbal herb company and I don't think that I need this. You definitely do. First of all, for brand recognition and differentiation, you need to be able to stand out. And since we know it takes someone at least five times of seeing your brand to remember it, we need to put the visual with that. There's so many studies that show that learning, especially if you're able to put in a visual cue, specifically a color, can increase that capacity tenfold, twentyfold. So we want to do that in our business. We want to be able to stand out from our competitors. We want people to be able to recognize us and come to us as the trusted expert in the field. We also want to have a primary and secondary color for consistency and cohesiveness. I was just doing an audit the other day and the problem was the website had certain colors, but all the funnels and offer pages were completely different. So we had very like calming, balancing, trusting colors on the homepage. And then on all the funnel pages, it was like reds and blacks and yellows and all this. And it's like, whoa, what are we communicating here? right? And the problem is a lot of people who are funnel designers and website designers, they're used to working with colors sometimes they know tonal color harmony. It's pretty much a shock if they do, but they don't really know what the colors mean, especially when they're used together. So all they do is hear from someone that's really, really a high earner and go, oh, well, I'm just going to copy those colors on this site because that means it will succeed. That never happens. So (laughs) it's really important that we figure out the colors we need to use and then put them cohesively through our business and our visual brand. So yes, according to the product that I sell, I might pivot my colors a little bit, but I don't change them. All I mean by that is I'll maybe take my primary blue and have it for this sales page because I really do want that intellectual stimulation. But then over here, if I want them more focused and seeing themselves in the future, then I'm going to prioritize my secondary color, which is yellow. That's what I'm meaning there to put that consistency throughout. You also want to be able to move around and have the flexibility and adaptability in order to use different things in different contexts, depending on the season of the year. You may prioritize other colors in your palette, depending on uh, maybe you have a special edition product. Like, I don't know if you saw, but Apple just announced that they have a yellow iPhone coming out. Apple, for the first time in history over the past two years, has started prioritizing color. Maybe it's because they found me, probably not. But they moved to purple, right? Had that huge launch of that iPhone. It did very, very well. Uh, Purple was Pantone's color of the year for 2022. This year, they're doing yellow, which is interesting because Pantone's color of the year is magenta. But I think that that would be a little bit too close on the color wheel for them to then release that. But who knows? They might. So they did yellow. Well, isn't that interesting? 
their commercials are all yellow based. So I think they're really exploring the psychological um, and physiological impact of yellow, of optimism and joy and moving forward into the future and focus. But it will be interesting since that's a psychological primary of the nervous system to see if the sales aren't as high. Because especially since a lot of their audience base has neurodivergence, chances are they're not going to buy the yellow phone. If they do, they're not going to be on it much. So interesting stuff, right? We also want to consider the emotional and psychological impact of the colors we're choosing. If you're feeling dissonance with your customer base, I have this a lot for people that come to me because they have branded with black. They're like, I just don't feel connected to my customers. And you know, they don't come back and repeat buy. And it's like, well, it's because we're using black that causes no reaction whatsoever. Yes, the industry says it's tied with sophistication and elegance. Well, I can prove historically that it is not. Yes, it can be seen as a more masculine color. So you're going to see more men that are putting this into their branding, but you need to balance it with a communicative color, whatever that may be, according to your audience. So really important to consider that when creating your brand palette. Right now, I have a lot of people that come to me and they are utilizing neutrals very heavily. There's nothing wrong with neutrals, right? And you can really work especially with oranges and greens and yellows and really subdue them, especially with a gray base, which would be in the summer palette, to feel like more of a neutral. But we don't want is a page to be completely neutral, right? Because it will cause no reaction. I'm not saying you won't get sales, but they won't be as high as if you choose a communicative color. That's the goal. Okay, so let's move forward into, and by the way, if you want to take my color quiz to just see how your brand is according to that messaging, feel free to go to visibilityvixen.com forward slash color quiz. Now let's talk about how to use your primary and secondary colors utilizing color psychology. Here we go. If you aren't sure and you really want to dive into this process, this is going to be just a bit of a teaser to help you get some of that work done. And you can always book a one-on-one call with me to review your results. Um, You can do that on my site. So the first thing we want to consider is your brand identity, your values, and your personality. Be sure to figure out what you stand for, who you're helping, what you want them to feel, how you help them, and correctly analyze your personality. If you're someone that's insanely outgoing, not technical at all, and very passionate, Chances are your brand color, even though the brand isn't technically about you, it does need to show your customer what you're about. Chances are you're not going to be teaching technical processes. Probably blue is not going to be a color for you. Whereas if you are very, um, very cerebral and you love teaching processes and you're selling like uh, templates for ClickUp or whatever, then you might be in the blue family. You might be in the yellow family. You're probably not going to be in the red family, right? So those are different things that we want to think about and make sure that we understand who we're serving because the last thing that you want is to have your brand be completely reflective of you when you are nothing like your ideal client and your target customer. That's when disasters happen. And I've seen it happen over and over again. So we need to focus on that. Okay, now let's talk about your target audience demographic. 
I can't speak. I, every episode, I mess up, so I apologize. Your target audience demographics, your psychographics, and the culture. All this means is figuring out who you're selling to, where they live, and their culture. This is really important to understand because especially as you get into even organic lead generation, but especially paid lead generation, depending on where you're advertising in the world, colors mean different things to different cultures. One of the first things I do if I come into an ad campaign and I'm looking at it from a color psychology perspective, where are we advertising? Because you're not going to have the same colors if you're advertising to China versus Africa versus Canada versus Ireland versus Hungary versus England versus Australia. It's all going to be different. And sometimes some of the biggest mistakes happen because this is not taken into consideration. So that's just something that I'm really passionate about that is not talked about a lot in our industry that I would like to change. Um, it's also like we talked about, it is important to make sure that when you're looking at um, the trends going on in your industry and the competition, sometimes it's a good choice to jump aboard. Sometimes you want to do something completely opposite. That's what I always like to do. What's going on in the industry? What are the trends? How can I jump off of that train and do something totally different? Whereas sometimes, like in my industry with color, Every year, Pantone's going to come with a new color of the year. You bet your buns that I'm going to be highlighting that color because it's so impactful. If it's chosen as color of the year worldwide, which they then partner with all these companies for shoes and skis and cars and all these kinds of things. Well, what is happening around the world where the collective consciousness is really attracted to this color? So pros and cons, right? And we want to take that into consideration with our brand identity decisions. So um, if you have hopped over to the blog, I encourage you to do so because I'm actually going to break down in this episode, different companies like Coca-Cola, Starbucks, and Nike, and talking about their different decisions. It is worth noting that Nike, even though they're classically black and white, they have brought in uh, new colors. And you can especially see this if you go into a uh, footwear shop to see how they are experimenting with this as well. So my encouragement to you this year, if you've been putting your brand on pause, if you've been thinking about doing some changes, but you haven't yet, this is a great place to start. Now, of course, you can bring me in. I am happy to help you come up with a brand palette. That is a service that I offer. But if not, there's so much that you can do on your own. I would highly encourage you to take uh, the color marketing class that goes into detail about a lot of this stuff. You can find that at colorcured.com forward slash color marketing class. You're also going to see it uh, in the comments below so that you can just click right over. Take some time. What if this is the missing key for your business? What if you've been seeing success, but you know that technically you could have so much more, but you feel like you can't figure out what that is? This might be it. Take it seriously because it bleeds into everything. It bleeds into what you wear on camera. It bleeds into your social media. It bleeds into your lead strategy and your promotion. It bleeds into people recognizing you and trusting you as an industry leader. So this is something I think can absolutely benefit you. And I hope you take it seriously. 
feel free to tag me on social media if you love this episode, if you have a question, if you want me to look really quick at your palette and guess what it means. I would love to do that. And in the meantime, I'm going to be headed downtown tomorrow to have my first booth for my book at the Think Big Festival in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I am so excited. I will let you know how it goes. I have had to figure out how to take payments easily with my phone, uh, and I'm using Square to do that. And I'm excited to have a future episode breaking down a little bit more of the technology that I'm using just in case you are going to be doing this in the future and you want some tips and tricks as well. So enjoy your week. I will see you in the next episode. I hope you loved this episode as much as I did. Now we're all about building a tribe here at The Visible Entrepreneur, so be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and then head on over to the Facebook group. It's a great place where you can practice your video, live stream, and really enjoy the community that we have built. In the meantime, I'll see you in the next episode. Now get out there and get more visible.